Hello and welcome. Welcome to Voice of Reach. Voice of Reach is a podcast from the Reach Foundation for Community Services promoting social, emotional and psychological wellness in children, adolescents and their families. This is Dr. Yashaswini Kamaraju, child and adolescent psychiatrist from Bengaluru. Today I'm going to discuss about some of the parent questions that I received in mail and some of the questions are commonly asked uh, by parents of children that I see in my clinical practice. Now India is going through a second wave and the parental fears and anxiety and, and in fact even child fears have increased as well. So let me start off with the first question. My five-year-old boy is worried about falling sick. He is worried about virus and um, he's also worried what happens to me if I fall sick. So what should I do as a parent? This is the question. So now in general, uh, we have uh, different age groups of children reacting a little differently about falling sick or, or even fears about the virus. Let's say children below seven, you know, children below seven in general uh, do not have much understanding about about the virus or the pandemic. And especially children between two and five, they do not have much of an understanding. So the boy in the question is a five-year-old um, and he's expressing worries. So because their understanding and their comprehension isn't developed as much. So children in this age group uh, still have fears and anxieties which are very consolable, uh, which, are, which can be reassured uh, by the mother because their expressive speech and language, their cognitive abilities are still developing. Um, and, uh, and if a parent reassures them and if, they, and if they hear from a parent that I'll take care of you, I'm there for you, uh, you don't need to worry, something like that would work for younger children in this age group. Um, then you see them start playing again, normally happy, again going around the house, jumping around. So they, they get back to their uh, normal running and jumping. But however, sometimes they might need repeated reassurances. Here and there, they might come back to you and might ask or repeat the same question, will I be okay? So you might end up reassuring them a few times here and there. Um, children of this age group are usually not worried about death because death as a concept uh, isn't understood um, by children below seven years of age. So what do you need to do as a parent in this age group? One, reassure them like I said earlier. Number two, limit the visuals because uh, the if the children are exposed to these visuals of despair and distress all the time um, on TV screens or um, or even mobile phones, uh, these visuals impact younger brains a lot more because these younger brains are still immature and these are developing brains. We would want to limit 
the visuals uh, because um, these children and you know sometimes might wake up in the middle of the night might scream might get more nightmares night terrors sleep talk is pretty common so some of these sleep disturbances are also due to the um, activities that the child is exposed to during the day so limiting visuals is one thing that i would suggest and the third thing um, is a bedtime ritual these are young kids they need uh, soothing time before bed before you tuck them into bed uh, have a soothing music in the room read a nice story sing a song um, some bedtime ritual would really help them uh, to go to bed with a calm mind um, and the other thing is to keep them busy throughout the day yes they, they would be running around jumping climbing they're pretty active kids now they don't have school they can't go out um, so do not restrict them in the house they are going to be very very active in the house um, they may not be cleaning up their rooms you know th toys are uh, thrown all over so this is a time where uh, a parent needs to be a bit more patient um, this is not the time for perfect parenting uh, nor a perfect order or organization in the house um, so and the other thing that I would suggest is make sure you have predictable routines for them a sleeping time eating time breakfast time play time TV time so when you have all these scheduled um, and with intermittent activities planned in between uh, you can manage them to a certain extent and of course it's pretty hard because what we're seeing now is the parental presence is a lot more um, compared to the pre-pandemic times in fact it's, it's extremely good for children in one way but however it could be taxing and loading to the parent so um, so what should a parent do so if it's get if you're getting overwhelmed um, and if you're getting exhausted you need to take intermittent breaks during the day it could be as simple as going into your room just just for sitting for five to five minutes five to ten minutes just gather yourself center yourself uh, calm yourself down and then you could come back so these intermittent gaps uh, would really help uh, if possible some walk into in your backyard or um, uh, you know especially parents with younger children may not have that luxury because younger children would uh, would even chase them wherever they are um, washing your face in the bathroom I mean just try to sneak out these small small breaks in between so that you don't get overwhelmed Although the question was about um, a five-year-old sphere, let me also cover the other age group. So let me talk about the 7 to 12 age group. Um, here the questioning would start off because uh, as you know, 7 to 12-year-olds, about from 7, the imagination starts increasing. Um, there are a lot of why questions. There are a lot of why questions and, uh, and children about 10 uh, would like to analyze far more so that they're, they're also receiving uh, information and they can understand uh, a little bit better uh, however the information in this age group between 7 to 12 also should be developmentally be appropriate what I mean by that is no big lectures would work uh, try to answer the question to the point not too much information uh, but at the same time not 
not dismissing them so and the concept of of death is usually understood by the time a child is around 7 years of age so they are understanding uh, that someone could die and the sickness uh, can be intense so their questions also are going some sometimes could be around uh, those areas as well but however you need to make sure that you give information in a language that is understood by your child and the second thing is uh, being honest um, giving honest information um, example for example your child may ask you um, will i fall sick do i need to go to the hospital like grandpa uh, would i be put on an oxygen like that uncle had so the, your kids may be asking all sorts of questions so here um, the most important thing is to reassure your child um, telling them that the, that you are there for him also telling them that you know children usually uh, get a very mild form you could be getting something like a cold or something like a flu a little bit fever but there is a medication to treat your fever and it would go away um, but really not uh, telling them that you know you know the dire things wouldn't help at all um, but at the same time dismissing the information is not going to be of help no none of our family members are going to get affected by this it's not going to touch you uh, these things would not help them uh, because they will get to know uh, through someone so do not brush aside their concerns be honest be as realistic as possible um, is what I would say um, and there are parents who would want to avoid talking about um, the topic altogether that's not going to help either because um, if you avoid the child still might want to ask and you keep on telling the child why are you asking me these questions you're young you don't need to know this you need to go and play you don't ha you shouldn't have fear everything will be all right but the child is having a, fe a fear inside and the child would want to express it so be open about hearing um, also be open about your answers because dismissing wouldn't help especially given the current situation since it's been going on since last year children also got used to various uh, precautionary modes sanitizing mask all of this and um, of course they have adapted quite well because this has been going on for long uh, but they might still ask you questions um, the by by being open you're also telling your child that you're ready to hear out their fears you're ready to answer them you're ready to reassure them so this helps your child to feel confident and um, feels very um, feels very settled and comfortable to express the fears even for other things in the long run um, uh, the other thing that i would say i would say is oh, it's okay to share your feelings uh, let's say your child comes up to you and says you know i'm bored i can't do anything i can't go out um, you could also say yes i'm i'm bored too yes this is irritating me as well this is going on for a long time it's okay to share these feelings the reason is because your child feels that okay i'm not the only one even mama feels that way it's okay to feel that way so because here the question is about not 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 having fear right uh, everyone is fearful everyone could be anxious this is mostly you see in pandemics this is pandemics or even uh, any stressful uh, scenario 
stress is a stress response is very common anxiety and fear are very very common in human beings and they all come out adapt uh, and as human beings we are quite resilient and especially children are far more resilient so it's okay to share your feelings that you are irritated and uh, yeah for the time being this is what we have um so even in this age group i would say reduce the information it shouldn't be a 24/7 um exposure to corona news and all that goes on in the house is about stories of how people are suffering and what's happening in the world because this is not going to help your kids you don't have to avoid it completely but it shouldn't consume your entire day uh the other thing that your children would be uh, learning is how you are role modeling because you uh, they would be observing you see mama is upset mama is irritable as me she also feels bored that she can't go out but she still does the work she still moves on uh, rest of the time she is happy so you're also showing children that there is a time to move on there's a time to feel down you could be feeling down you could be feeling angry but you still move on this is a good uh, lesson for younger kids um in in modeling um and uh, also striking a balance in how you uh, manage the information uh, how how you manage to give the information to them not necessarily to overwhelm them but uh, but not to underplay either so uh, anxiety is going to be there um, given the virus is so unpredictable um and invisible and of course there are some predictions and we have some data coming out there but but still we really do not know the exact progression and no no one could predict with the exact precision in the next uh, coming months so that's also the reason why some amount of anxiety and fear would be there in everyone um right uh, i mean the whole human race is struggling with it right now um be- because of the pandemic so uh, so make sure uh, you listen to your children be with them sit with them talk to them listen look hear watch uh, this is what i would say for this age group now moving on to teenagers um although the question was about 5 year old i thought uh, parents listening to this podcast would be having a younger sibling or an older sibling who might uh, who might need this information so now coming to children about 12 years um and uh, they're entering into 13s and most of them are teenagers um they do develop abstract thinking their level of comprehension is far more higher than the younger kids their their analysis logical reasoning um is much higher as well so because of this um they can understand multiple scenarios they can understand uh, the connections between two incidents in a mature manner compared to younger children so this group already has a lot of information in fact they might come up to you and and tell you mama this is what i heard uh, do you know this this is what i heard on that that i that i saw from google so they are googling the information they're spending time with friends um so they know a lot of things already knowledgeable sometimes maybe even overloaded because uh, these are technology um uh, tech savvy kids they're always googling um um so they know a lot about things but the interesting thing is they might be knowing a lot of things but they may not want to f- follow everything that they know right i mean these are teenagers the more you give them an order you say you ask them to do something they exactly will say no they say no you get irritated you say no and they say no you know how it all goes so for them managing them is very important because sometimes they might still insist on some of the kids might insist on no i'm not going to do this why are you reminding me about washing hands so many times or i need to meet my friend sometimes they might push you to the edge 
um, and complying to rules can be uh, a little difficult with this age group. So the, the uh, one uh, suggestion that I would give you is to manage them with a little ease because, you know, this is pandemic times, you're at home, you're already doing lots of home chores, you're overloaded with work. Uh, you have uh, work, child care, home chores with all of this. Um, you are overwhelmed yourself. So on the top of it, uh, we do not want any negative statements which trigger your teenager or arguments uh, that can uh, lead to unending arguments. So make sure you conserve some energy. Um, this is definitely not the right or a perfect time uh, to argue with your teenager. Try to be um, keep the environment as peaceful as possible. Um, uh, one thing that I would suggest is, you know, Try to see what good are they doing. Try to pick up some of the positives uh, in their behavior and uh, talk about it. Mention about them. Yeah, I heard you speaking to that friend who lost his uncle. Um, I heard you offer your support to someone else. You said some kind words to them. That was really timely. So offer your praise here and then when it is really genuine um, and realistic as well. So when you give that, your uh, it really helps your teenager to have a good identity. Of course, it's uh, it's age for identity formation. So this positive reinforcement really helps them. Um, this is what I would say uh, in terms of um, tackling teenagers. So let me move on to the next question. When do I seek help for my child? What are the signals that I need to look for? The age of the child is not mentioned, but despite the uh, despite that, I would still like to answer this question. So, the most commonly in general, when you're looking at children as a whole, you're you're looking at how is the child functioning on a day-to-day -day basis. That's very very important. Is your child engaging in regular routines? playing, um, talking to friends online, talking to grandparents, engaging in chores, activities, or the day-to-day -day routines that they were doing earlier, have they been continuing those? That's one. Two, how have they been sleeping? Are they able to, of course, their sleep routines have shifted, drifted rather, uh, because of uh, lack of school, because of lack of structure and school holidays. Uh, but but uh, nonetheless, it shouldn't be lack of sleep entirely so check on their sleep and eating patterns uh, if your child is not eating loses interest in eating not sleeping um, or withdrawn behaviors your child is not speaking like earlier not connecting you don't see the smile on the face their face is not bright anymore looks dull uh, you your gut is telling you that there's something missing in this kid doesn't seem uh, like how he or she was uh, earlier so when some of these things are literally very visible to the primary caretakers, especially mothers. Um, also, if you're if you're seeing uh, increase in behavioral challenges like more irritability, anger, tantrums, easily gets provoked. So all of these things talk about their mood as well, or even feeling sad, worried, constantly worried. It's not a worry that comes here and there. It's not a worry that is not consolable crying tearful all of these things and uh, some of the and the fears and expressing fears which are getting complicated uh, by the day and the, and uh, as parents you're not able to console the child uh, certainly if these are the things that you're observing you and you're not 
able to help your child um, although you're trying your best you try to keep him busy active uh, try to divert try to console reassure still having a hard time uh, definitely you could seek the help of a counselor psychologist child psychiatrist or even a pediatrician whoever is available to you is what i would tell you now we also have to keep in mind that the anxiety is also a response to the severe intense stress uh, that people are facing uh, in the current scenario the anxiety is going to be there because that's and especially this wave has hard hit uh, in many many ways and the anxiety would be continuing um, it is not uh, we're not looking at erasing the anxiety we're looking at managing the anxiety and our brains are trained to pick up anxiety our brains brains are trained to pick up the threat and the amygdala portion of the brain uh, looks at the emotions picks up all the cues uh, that are in the environment so it's something like you know if you're there's darkness and someone is chasing you in the dark or brain even from a distance our brains can 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 sense something so it's something similar with the virus unpredictable invisible uh, still evolving trying to understand what we are knowing and information is changing month by month so with all of this of course anxiety would be there but however um, uh, we need to make sure that we manage it uh, so this is a stress response most people after the pandemic uh, definitely would come back to normal and especially children do not worry about your children they're very very resilient very adaptable and the time also has shown us that most pandemics take about two years and after that things get better so and we're already seeing that in action now so um, yeah, things will get back to normal and most human beings are very very resilient and the children especially are very resilient so this is how I would answer the second question